0: He may have just lost the last 20 minutes. I mean, it's still there, cast I didn't it. realize that this would be an issue. Is it still cast, there though? I mean, I don't I don't know.
1: If not, we're going to have to start the outline over from the top.
0: Yeah, we have to start the outline over from the What top. are we going to do for our cold open? <laughs> <laughs> we had like a, we had like 30 minutes. choice
1: content.
0: Okay. Listen. It Listen. really wasn't that good. <laughs>
1: But it was stupid and that's what people are paying for.
0: experience we're a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running running games we are queer women speaking with 30 about games yes we swear bad about it. about it. Bad about it. <laughs> get the introductions out of the way now
1: right right, right. i'm i'm monica uh, industry professional blah, blah 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 exalted
0: essence mechanical designer behind on deadlines i'm ray also an industry professional exalted essence mechanical designer right yeah yeah and I don't have any deadlines left. Ha ha ha!
1: Ha ha
0: ha What about ha, 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 ha. you? All right. So quick,
1: quick. Let's we get this to, out of the way. We have
0: to get this out of the way because we lost like twenty minutes of audio because I'm a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops.
1: All right. Let's get this out of the way. D and D is based on racist assumptions and has a lot mm-hmm. of really hard right and white supremacist coding hard baked into it. On the second you pass, pass, I got nailed it right. that. On the I second did. Pass. Thank you. That's not up for debate. It's just true. And there's a lot of rad, marginalized folks out there doing their level best to try to excise that from it. We salute them. We're proud of them. Good job, you guys. We're, we're, we're glad <laughs> you're doing that good work. This is not about that, and this is not about them. So we're going we're gonna to talk about something else more relevant to us. Right. Uh, also, Mike Merles is a fuck, uh, and yes. let's forget he existed.
0: Yes, forget who existed.
1: Yep, Pre- precisely. Now, on to today's topic. Uh, hey, Ray. Yeah. Uh, I'm. Never mind. I'm getting really tired of seeing people on Twitter innocently praise the Dungeons and Dragons for being a queer game. Want to yell about it with me? Absolutely. (laughs) Or, you know, better yet, why don't we just tell people about games that do support queer experiences? I'm for it. So let's open this with a big disclaimer that if you're a queer person who has had an uplifting experience playing D&D with your group, we love and support you! We think that's great! We are beyond thrilled that your gaming experience made you feel loved and welcome. But this episode is about broadening everyone's horizons and getting recognition out there for content made by queer creators and or with queer themes baked in. For the purposes of this episode, we're going to stick primarily with air quotes traditional games, which are games that hew closer to the design paradigms espoused in D&D than things that might be further afield. There are tons of queer indie games, and we're going to shout out a few at the end. Yeah. I want to focus more on these traditional type games for the kind of people who are already playing a wide variety of games, but just can't seem to get their game group to make the leap away from whatever D&D you're playing. Also, that includes, like, Pathfinder and Starfinder. If you're like, I play other games, I play Pathfinder Starfinder. You're still playing D&D. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> That's my that hot takes. I think it's much easier for a group to take the leap from, like, 5th edition to, like, Scion than it is to take the leap from, like, 5th edition to, I don't know, Bluebeard's Bride. That's yeah. throwing someone into the deep end. So we're giving you the little floaties <laughs> so that you can help your group learn to do some other cool things that maybe meshes more with their real life experiences without tossing them into something that might be a culture shock.
0: And with that, we've caught up to the audio that we lost. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we did it it in like five minutes. I'm really proud of us.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. What do we consider to be queer about a game? Like what makes a game queer?
1: So I think I'm going to go right ahead and define this as a game that satisfies any of the following. One, it centers queer stories or themes. We'll talk more about what that means later. Two, it includes important or signature queer characters. Three, it makes a point to include queer characters in examples and art. And four, has queer authors on staff.
0: So to be clear, to be sure, in D&D, you can be queer. The game doesn't like disallow it. But other than a few basically throwaway mentions in the source material, there's no real explicit queerness. You have to make it yourself. Personally speaking, this is one area of gaming where I am tired of changing it if I want to. You and I deserve more than a passing mention or a sentence to the effect of, oh, sure, you exist, which is why Monica and I are here to talk about a couple of gay games.
1: Yeah, I mean, it turns out we're queer women speaking with authority about games. And so we're How really going to...
0: We're going to do that right now.
1: Uh, so let's roll out Queer Game Exhibit A that will probably be not too hard for your players who've only ever played D&D to transfer over to if they really <laughs> like this sort of thing. Uh-huh. Scion Second Edition.
0: Hey. Hey.
1: Hey, this, this here is a game we both worked on. And yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Pretty, it's pretty fucking gay.
0: Yeah.
1: Ray, you want to help me talk about why Scion is so gay? So,
0: Scion's so gay. All right. In Scion... All myths are true, like every word capitalized. All myths are true. That's the setting, especially the ones that don't have fucked up Western notions of gender and sexuality, and even those, since most gods wear gender like a cosplay prop. (laughs) A lot of the ready-made characters or, or quote, signature characters are canonically queer. This isn't subtext, like it's in there. In Rhiannon's write-up, it mentions that she's got like tattoos based on her girlfriends. Sigrin is canonically trans. Like in her origin story that goes into detail about how like Loki carved her from an ash tree, completely unaware of the fact that ash trees have gender, and Sigrun was fucking pissed and like had to recarve her body. Every RMC I got to put my hands on for dragon is queer, and I'm very excited for you guys to meet them, by the way. <laughs> Scion, especially, Scion character arcs begin with learning more of your identity and your history and end with a self-actualization or an apotheosis into a whole new identity or existence. You start off as someone who's, who you assume is, you know, quote, normal, you know, regular, like everyone else. And then you end up with some sort of visitation showing that, no, there's actually something different about you. And in Scion, what's different about you is that you are related to a god or adopted by a god or something along those lines. So you kind of have to grow into this new understanding of yourself. Sure, like, You'll fight titans and shit, but (laughs) Scion is also about learning who you are and recontextualizing your personal history or your personal mythology and directly connecting it into the mythology of the greater world. You begin as something of an outsider to this culture of the gods and end with not just connections to that culture, but also injecting it with your own new mythologies.
1: Man, that was really good.
0: I'm an English major. <laughs> I mean, you. I am.
1: I am too. Oh wow, that was really good.
0: Hey, thank you. <laughs> Scion, very gay, very gay.
1: Uh, yeah. It was, and like, there's gay characters in the art. Mm-hmm. The starter adventure involves a polyamorous queer triad.
0: Yeah, like everyone in that in that friggin' adventure is gay. Like it's I gay. made yeah. sure that everybody was queer in some way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the characters is a trans man, and I didn't want to like make it. Into, I don't know you'd have to you have to read it yeah I, I did my best <laughs> I did my best to make it as gay as I fucking could
1: yeah uh and pretty much that's every book that I've been on on the line is like yes. it's, real, it's real fucking gay also Scion is great if you are already a fan of like the Percy Jackson series which I understand yes. is also kind of gay
0: yes
1: I've never read them myself I'm too old not, not that I'm too old for like... YA books but like I was past being a, a young adult when that came, when that was a thing.
0: Rick Riordan is like the only straight ally. Other, uh, the than, o- <laughs> other than our whoever of our bonus babies are also straight allies, we we, we appreciate you very much. Oh, so anyway. Cyrus says Percy Jackson was my first
1: exposure to a gay person in media, actually. Okay, so, oh, yeah, all, yeah, right, all right, cool. So, yes, uh, if, if you like Percy Jackson, oh, and The Wicked and the Divine, um, both of those are real good inspiration for playing a Scion game. So, if you're trying to get your friends into trying something else maybe you want to try scion by pointing out that it's like those things scion also is you know a traditional game it's got combat just i wanna say just like D because it's very different but like it's got a defense value and you roll for things and like there are critical effects and you have stats like strength and all that I think mm-hmm. it's called might. Mm-hmm. It's it's not yes. called strength, but like but you it's have the same like idea.
0: Attributes and skills. Yeah, you may, you have to roll a pool instead of rolling a d twenty, but it's pretty easy to, like, get around the whole like you have to roll a certain number of successes over this number, and it's it's really not that much of a stretch.
1: No, it's really not that much of a stretch. It would be pretty easy to make that to make that jump. Oh, uh, Beth brought up uh, Phaedra from Kushiel's Legacy, who is a bi character. We we stand a by icon. And you could also play a Kushiel's Legacy game with Scion pretty easily. Like, it would probably be, probably be more an origin-level game, but you could still do it. Also, yes, mine was also Sailor Uranus. <laughs>
0: Sailor Uranus.
1: Uh, you could probably also use Scion for, for a Sailor Moon game, though I don't know that I would.
0: <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that just gave me a really great idea for a fan pantheon for Scion.
1: Anyway! <laughs> I think it's time to move on to Queer Game Exhibit B! Yeah? Yeah which is fanfare Margaret could you could you put in um like a like a trumpet fanfare right now she won't
0: <laughs> she never does How about
1: a gong sound Margaret please
0: uh, <laughs> Hang on wait I might if you want if you want to wait All right. For me, do you I have a you Let me see if I have something we can Do you have something
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay perfect that's that? that's exactly what we needed uh, okay. We're going to talk positively about exalted for once no. All right. Okay, I mean, all, right, right. I mean, yes, but in this case, no. And normally we rag on Exalted a lot. Yeah. But now we're gonna take a breather from that, from using it as a bad example, and actually use it as a good example, a fantastic example, even. <laughs> yeah.
0: Honestly. Yeah.
1: Exalted has been aggressively showing gay people as being centered and existing in Creation, capital C. That's the name of the setting since 2001 hmm The current edition's core book, which is third edition, has a trans man on the cover. The third edition Dragonblooded book has a black lesbian on the cover. Uh Lunar's, which is not out yet, but is like the manuscript is available for Kickstarter backers and all that, prominently features a number of non-binary and trans characters. Uh don't at me.
0: <laughs> also, as of third edition, one of the god figures of the setting's dominant religion is a trans woman, and that's pretty fucking great. Wait, wait, who? Da, uh, da, da, ah, <laughs> oh, da, ah, da 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 Yeah, the water shit. dragon.
1: Shit, you're right. I totally yeah, forgot. But,
0: and also, the realm is a matriarchy, which it, okay, that's not like better, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's still like a fun subversion.
1: I I mean, at least third edition remembered what that actually meant this time Uh instead of in previous editions where they were like, hey, the realm is ruled by women and it's a matriarchy and matrilineal line matters. Literally every important signature character is a dude except this one person.
0: Yeah, fucking, yeah. Uh, Anyway.
1: (laughs) Also, like, because the realm is a matriarchy and because, like, reproduction is important, dragon blooded pass on their power through genetics. Yes. uh, Which sounds like I'm flirting with eugenics here, but that's really not how it goes. There were important sidebars on, like, how do you culturally handle characters who are gay? And how do you culturally handle characters who are trans? Because those two things sort of get in the way of making babies sometimes.
0: Sometimes, sometimes.
1: Yeah, and the, 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 the two sidebars that talk about those things were both written by a gay person and a trans person. And they're, like, really thoughtful. And, and yeah. presents that in a cool, like, this is something you can engage with light, and not in a weird, creepy, bad way.
0: For, for all that we may kind of pick on exalted like like a younger sibling the the changes made to the third edition setting have been fucking top notch honestly and exalted has been doing its best which is just a great sentence just like on its own (laughs) exalted (laughs) has been doing its best to portray a fantasy based on world mythology not just western mythology we're not talking lord of the rings elves and orcs we're talking about literally everything else uh, it's a setting full of very diverse, vibrant cultures with their own views on sexuality and gender. And if you've been playing Exalted for as long as I have, the first things that probably jump to your mind are the Tia in the West or the Dareth of the Delzon, which aren't even really great examples. And they're, what I get to say is, like, they're not the only ones. I can just point to those, like, we have those. They're not the best, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: those two things have been... Uh
1: problematique in problematique. the past as both of them are like the the tia are basically trans men culturally in so like the the, the west parts of the west used to be really misogynistic and so there were mm-hmm. a whole bunch of badass defab folks who were like well we're men now fuck you right right and the delzon have like a culture that's based around really strict uh, gender roles and so the dareth are people who are like well i'm not either of those things fuck you
0: yeah, their, their gender roles are not based on any sort of biological configuration. Right. Basically, they leave it up to choice. Like, would you like to be a man or a woman or neither?
1: The way I just described them is a way to present them as of 2020. It is not yes. how they were presented in the past. No. That's why, that is why they are problematic. <laughs> um And actually, I've been talking about this a lot lately because I, you know, I'm the, working on Exalted Essence. You're working on Exalted Essence. It's been yeah. on my mind. What White Wolf did in the past was be progressive in a really transgressive way. It wasn't always the best representation mm. <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, it was the early aughts and unfortunately written by a lot of white straight dudes. But they did go, fuck you. There are trans people and gay marriage and people of color. And that's not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's up to us, the current people shaping the line to make that rep not as uh, hmm, troublesome as it used to be. <laughs>
0: And, you know, not to toot the horn of the people paying me, they're doing a pretty fucking good job. I mean, yeah. Hiring like a bunch of like queer, you know, gender nonconforming like developers, writers, contributors to basically not just vet it, but create their own like storylines and history for this game that's supposed to be representative of the whole world's mythology. So my turn to get all literary theory again mm-hmm. exalted like Scion can be about recontextualizing your identity and reclaiming your history. It depends on which of the exalt types you're playing as. Solars and Lunars have uh, very contemporary, quote, queer storylines. They're almost universally maligned by the world due to institutionalized prejudice, which is usually backed up by the dominant religion. Mm -hmm. And often they have to scrubble... Scrubble? Scrubble. Often they
1: have to... <laughs> That's, those two words together. Just don't say them. It's Often just they have to now.
0: scrubble to learn the truth of who they are, <laughs> the culture they've inherited, their history, all of that. Lunars are fun because they're more on the angry side of that, like the revolution side, the angry gets shit done side. And then Gatimians are... Uh, can I talk about Gatimians?
1: Yeah. Uh, Neil spilled all the beans on the Story Told podcast about them, Ooh. so now you can talk Gatimians
0: about Gatimians are, like, not even... From here Gatimians are from basically a timeline that was completely erased, so they don't even have a history to reclaim. they basically have to like exert it upon where they live now, which is like an even more aggressive kind of like I, I hate to use the word queering because in literary theory it gets so like overdone and shit. but Gatimians basically they're not just like outsiders, they shouldn't. Be. So they have to like aggressively assert their own identity and creation. Can I talk about infernals?
1: Uh, we can talk a little bit about infernals. I believe that was also spoiled on the story.: Told Infernals podcast, are so punk okay. as
0: hell. Infernals are like anti-authoritarian to the max. Infernals are like the punk queer that hates everyone who could possibly be in charge including the people that gave them their exaltations <laughs> so <laughs> i love infernals i can't wait for you guys to see this shit
1: yeah it's gonna be so fucking good i i hate that we have to wait until probably next summer if not later for people to actually have a copy i of know <laughs> <sighs> well since we're live we're gonna we'll, we'll cut the mid-episode breakdown real short uh oh okay First off, Nerdy Keppy sponsors Nerdy us. Keppy. Yeah, they're great. They have masks now. Yeah, they do. Yes. Please go buy a mask from Nerdy Keppy and use code BXPCAST at checkout for 10% off. If you're enjoying the live show and got some spare dollars, I realize that not many people have spare dollars right now. You can subscribe to our Patreon. We'll still love you even if you don't. If you don't got the money cuz you're broke, cuz you don't have a job, cuz everything sucks, you can also just leave us a five-star review and tell yeah, them how funny and cool you think we are. That actually, yeah, that really helps us find more listeners and <laughs> get more ears on our show. And last but not least, if you liked bonus experience and want to hear people maybe talk differently about D you can listen to the misdirected Mark show down with D and Chris and the mad <laughs> wizard, Sean Merwin dish about everything D and D with a focus on the brand and the newest edition of the world's most popular tabletop RPG. That's being the most ironic ad I've run <laughs> on BXP. <laughs> now now we'll move into the back half of the show. Where we're gonna okay. we're gonna talk about some games we're not as familiar with, but like know about.
0: And they're like super gay. But they're
1: also, also still super gay. So
0: I think I'm let's just gonna do, let's I, discover them together. Okay.
1: Let's discover them together.
0: First up we have
1: queer game exhibit C, still within that traditional paradigm is blue rose blue rose actually used to have a d20 version so shouldn't be too hard for you to make for your for your group to make that jump (laughs) so here here, let me just read (laughs) what blue rose has to say about itself so from from their own fucking website because you couldn't Google it. I did it for I'm you. really sorry. Flouros <laughs> is a fantasy tabletop role-playing game in which the players take the role of heroes in the world of Aldea, a setting inspired by, the, by works of the romantic fantasy genre. Connections to other characters matter as much as combat skills and magic in these stories of solving mysteries, righting wrongs, and daring heroics. Yeah, okay. All right. And then it defines romantic fantasy and how it applies to their setting by saying... Romantic fantasy novels are often set in highly egalitarian societies, where people's occupations and aspirations are not limited by fixed gender roles. In these books, sexist or homophobic cultures and individuals are either ignorant and see the error of their ways somewhere in the series, or they are enemies who the heroes eventually vanquish. The heroes of romantic fantasy novels are usually environmentally conscious. Protecting wilderness areas and animals from depredation is a common plot element. In all romantic fantasy worlds, nature is a positive magical force, and anyone who protects it is on the side of good. Attitudes about magic also differ from other fantasy novels. Instead of the scholastic magic of some stories, magic as a rare and powerful discipline involving complex rituals and arcane lore, many characters have innate psychic or arcane powers as natural to them as sight and hearing. Heroic characters can often manipulate the natural elements and use their powers with nothing more than concentration and intent. These powers are innate, an innate and positive part of someone's nature and are only feared by the ignorant or evil. So like by default, <laughs> characters have expressed permission to be good to the world and to other people, uh, have textual in-setting permissions to be gay, and have cool-ass powers.
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah, Um, I want to fucking play this game. I want to play this game <laughs> so bad. Like you were describing this and I was just like, oh, it's Tamora Pierce, Song of the Lioness Quartet. You are correct. I was... 10 or 11 when i read those and they changed my fucking life. Like wait, in the chat they were talking about like the first like queer person that they experienced in media. I think the first time, i don't know if if she counts as queer. But when i was like 10 or 11, i got a real like girls disguised as guys kind of bent and there wasn't a whole lot of that like gender transgressive, gender nonconforming stuff going on in young adult literature. So I fucking devoured shit like Tamora Pierce. I don't know that I could count Alana as my first queer character in media, but I think I'm going to. Honestly. I mean, I,
1: that's it counts-ish. Also, when you were like, girls who have to hide their identities as boys, I was like, whew. Mm. <laughs> oh, also, also, like, I've wanted to play Blue Rose real bad for a long time, like since I was in college. <laughs> uh, ever, ever since someone told me that it'd be pretty good for a new esque game oh shit yeah right so we are actually we actually have something in the works where we may actually get to play blue rose and record it and share it for you i really hope so yeah uh
0: i really hope so anyway anyway
1: Uh, so we'll put this out as our, our last exhibit and i think this is probably maybe the furthest away from the traditional idea but still close enough that i think your players would you wouldn't be throwing them into the deep end so queer game exhibit d is monster hearts So from Buried Without Ceremony, uh, I'll just give you the description that that they provide for us, which is Monster Hearts 2 lets you and your friends create stories about sexy monsters, teenage angst, personal horror, and secret love triangles. When you play, you explore the terror and confusion of having a body that is changing without your permission.
0: God, I want to play Monster Hearts. (laughs) (laughs) How have I not played Monster Hearts yet?
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I want to hear you do the thing where you break down queer fames in a literary theory way again i'm making hard eyes at you but you can't hear it
0: (laughs) then we have to fucking play monster hearts don't we i mean (laughs) monsters are gay teens are gay the whole concept is extremely gay Uh, i mean (laughs) i want to play i mean like the whole
1: body changing and terror and confusion are all very queer themes yes
0: i want to play monster hearts real bad
1: all right so do we want to shout out some indie games sure chat if you have suggestions put them in there and you can promote yourself too. That's fine.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, there's so many, like we said, there's so many gay indie games. We're supposed to only be a 30 minute show. Go to itch.io for something that looks cool. Like who was it that said in the chat that like 80, 90% of the games on itch.io are like gay in some way. Yeah. 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 (laughs) yeah.
1: Uh, Go just go browse itch for something that looks cool. (laughs) What else are you going to do with your quarantine time? Oh, Danielle points out that there's literally a game called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Yes, there is. And I do desire to play it.
0: I the first thing that came to my mind when we were talking about this is Americana. We had Liam Ginty on talking about Americana when their Kickstarter was live. Yeah, we did. You should go listen to that episode because not only is Liam great, Mm -hmm. um, Americana by Sandy Pug Games is an amazing setting that I feel like anyone who wants D&D but gay would like love the fuck out of. You can play skeletons, goblins, orcs, elves, in explicitly queer relationships and settings in a 50s-themed America where institutional prejudice doesn't exist. Just fucking fucking go get it. (laughs) Go look it up. Go get it. It's amazing. It's on DTRPG, and I'm pretty
1: sure there is a direct drive-through link to Sandy Pug's page on our BXP page, and if you use our affiliate code... Uh, Liam gets money and we get money, so
0: yeah, we get like two cents. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> please give us two.
1: Please give Liam dollars and give us two cents. Right. I think I'm gonna also toss out Prism by um, Little Wish Productions, which the game describes itself as quote an aquatic role-playing game about conflict resolution and relationships. Which, from knowing the creator, it's about queer mermaids, y'all. What? It's about gay mermaids.
0: How? What? Yep. How am I only now hearing about this? Cirrus says. Uh, they don't think they've ever had a game of Masks that wasn't impossibly gay.
1: Cool, I like Masks is very much like a Teen Titans type game. Oh um, boy, it's very much in that that theme. Like, I wouldn't recommend Masks as a general superheroes game, but Masks is fantastic if you want to play like a Teen Titans game. Fuck like, yes. it is meant to curate that experience specifically. That's awesome. Oh, uh, Danielle says there's also a game called A Cozy Den about being a lesbian snake. Um, okay. Rob brought up night witches.
0: Night witches, right? I've heard that a good society has a lot of queerness baked into it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so like, I fucking like went to the website like, oh, it's like thirty dollars, but I really want queer society real bad. <laughs> Songs for the dusk is posted in
1: the chat, which is apparently a forged in the dark game about being adventurers wandering a sci-fi slash magic wasteland, trying to help anyone they can, and it puts a huge emphasis on community building.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome.
1: That sounds soft and warm.
0: Yeah, World which cold is so unusual hard. for a Songs forged with for the in dusk, the dark. soft and warm. <laughs> um, I also at the end of the outline put in like I guess like anything from Jenna Moran, like maybe I'm uh am I not cool if I admit I don't know what most of her games are about? <laughs> uh,
1: you know, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, I I mean I will put out there that Dr. Moran is also responsible for a lot of the gay rep, and like there's a whole fucking sidebar about explicitly giving people permission to be gay, and that being a thing you can engage with. There's a whole like. How to deal with hom- how to deal with homosexuality from a cultural insetting perspective in a game that's set in a magical version of like 420 AD China? Oh boy! Yes, it's it's really it's like really good though, and especially if you consider that it was written in two fucking thousand.
0: Ah, oh, Jen Moran. Uh, so like oh, I so John yeah, Jen I think Moran. stuff like
1: Nobilis and Chubo's something something wish some Chubo's
0: marvelous wish granting engine. engine.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're gay. I, I own Nobilis 3rd edition, and it's something I would also... It's, it's up right up there with Blue Rose with things I always wanted to try. Yeah, the, the gayness sidebar in Weapons of the Gods aged
0: well. The gayness sidebar. Yeah,
1: there's a sidebar. There's literally a sidebar that's like... Because there's a whole section. Because uh, lore sheets in Weapons of the Gods are like... the Vampire Fist stole them. Mm. Oh, Danielle confirms Nobilis is hella gay.
0: Okay, we have two. <laughs> it's officially vetted well like there's a whole bunch
1: of things about like both the cultural attitudes from you know fourth century ad china magic china being like the setting and then like taoist attitudes towards homosexuality and how that is with like your chi and yin and yang and all that like from the particular cultural perspective uh explaining if you want and all all lore sheets are strictly opt-in so like Mm. if you're like i want to engage with being a homosexual person in the setting in the way the culture says here's how I do it and then there's a sidebar basically being like why is this here and the sidebar that says why is this here is basically like because gay people are real fuck you
0: hell yeah <laughs> yeah it's, and it, it really
1: <laughs> it really did age well
0: man that's awesome
1: yeah thank you Dr. Moran does anybody have any we other suggestions for us no we gotta we gotta don't. wrap it up we gotta wrap it up oh and Rob recommends Turn by Bo Sheldon
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, um, uh, Bo Sheldon, didn't Bo Sheldon create one of the safety tools we talked about in yeah. our safety episode? We sure did. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Script I gotta change. look into that. Yes. I know script change was like lauded by a bunch of industry, uh, industry big wigs. Yeah. All right. For real though. For we real gotta though. Go.
1: We gotta go. We, you, you I gotta go. hang out with y'all, but
0: we gotta go. Okay. You gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta work. All right. Monica. Yes. Where can they find our show?
1: At bxpcast.com. Part of the Misdirected Mark Network
0: how about if they wanted to email us if they want to email our email
1: yeah if they want to email us yeah. with suggestions for more gay games or perhaps to send us a copy of your gay game that we could read and talk about how cool it is hell yeah yeah you could send them to bonus at gmail.com
0: what about twitter though could they just at us on twitter
1: yeah if they want to add us on twitter and be like hey i'm a i'm a queer game designer and i would love to talk to you or show off my stuff if i want if you want to flex at us on twitter at
0: bonus expcast yeah all right what about you though do you have a twitter
1: i do and you can follow me if you want to i'm pretty gay it's at
0: (laughs) you can follow me too if you want i can be pretty gay sometimes i'm at ray w cole no more underscore oh god is that it i think it is all right everybody get out we gotta go we we got things to do get out of (laughs) here bye love everybody all right change it if you want to change it if you want to That was me making the stop recording sound. Okay.
1: Do I have to do this? Ugh, fine. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray and edited by Margaret. Our logo and art is by Nino Studios. Find her on Facebook and Instagram. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the attribution, non-commercial, Creative Commons license. BXP is part of the Misdirected Mart Network. Uh, I'm not reading this. Fuck it, bye.